Welcome to Look Who's Talking, ladies and gentlemen. The Bills look perfect, smoking the pats, looking like they're going to La La Land. I got bang banged by the Niner gang. If Tom Brady doesn't need weapons, he's got Tom Brady. Here we go. Freestyle. All right, welcome to Look Who's Talking NFL, ladies and gentlemen. This is your first episode. Well, you stumbled onto some accidental genius. Probably the best thing you did today. Ni hao, priviet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, and bonagum. That is Sri Lankan for hello. We think. We're not sure, but we've been told. We think so. Uh, you're going to learn a lot of stuff on this show, including how to say hello in a whole bunch of Farvin languages. Uh, all 117 episodes brought to you by Huck Media and the wonderful people down at HuckMedia.ca for any and all media needs. They're the best. I'm sitting with the hottest handicapper fucking north of the border or probably anywhere since he removed the asterisk on a questionable point spread line that changed a couple times in between podcast and Sunday. His record wasn't great at the time. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get rid of this asterisk. We'll just call it a loss. And since that time, Karma has stepped in and paid it forward. And Weird Mike is what? What are you, 18 and three in your last 21 picks? 17 and three, last 20. Straight fire crotch. Thank you, Jeff. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculously hot. Handicapping sometimes in sports gambling, you just can't lose. You can literally just burp and fart winners on your way to the shower without researching anything. Sometimes you can line up as many stats as our other Weird Mike and convince yourself of pretty much any direction on any game. Weird Mike, uh, very fired up to have you on, just like every other of our 116 episodes. You have honors today, of course. We watched the Bills smoke the Pats, which was Good God, just extra mail on my sandwich. That was beautiful. The only point spread pick I got right this weekend. Uh, that was very nice for my bank account, which about a day later was deleted by Trent Williams and every other bully member of that San Francisco 49er gang. Weird Mike, you texted me your bet about five minutes after kickoff. You were not riding with my gold pick. Uh, and it was very profitable for you. How was that night again? Because it was a nightmare for me. I'm telling you, I'm walking the walk, Gino. I want in. Bet openly, South Beach, Weird Mike, Niner Gang, Bang Bang. Here we go. Two full units on the red and gold. Jimmy G did everything possible, even making high school mistakes, not letting his O-line set. Trent Williams, thank you very much. What a beast. Point of the story. Staying fire this week. God honors the smash and sprinkle returns. Hello. Smash and sprinkle returns. Last week, we cut the bike in half. This week, we're going heavy set. Divisional weekend. The best weekend of football in the year. This is now the fifth season of Look Who's Talk. And thank you, everybody, for rate, review, and subscribing. All our sponsors and friends and family and steal your phone season is officially over. Right, Jeff? Steal your phone season is officially over. It never stops. You can always steal your friend or family member's phone and and subscribe or follow to Look Who's Talking on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Apple iTunes, and Lambo. And Lambo! And uh, that just always continues. And then give the phone back. Also, if you're new to our show, Weird Mike's referencing is Smash and Sprinkle. That is two point spread picks. uh, One in which he's saying fucking hammer down. And the sprinkle is exactly what it sounds like. A little sprinkle. 
<clears throat> so <clears throat> divisional weekend, we got a quick wild card weekend wrap up, but uh, you know, I'm kind of soured. This schedule got weird. Mike tripping, you know, I don't like it red hot. I like things the way they were. They've tried to duplicate championship Sunday on divisional weekend. Championship Sunday was epic. Three o'clock, six thirty. It was like a Super Bowl for high hardcores. No girls, no commercials, nobody nagging your balls. Hey, why did no 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 no? Championship Sunday was Championship Sunday. Now they're trying to make divisional weekend Championship Sunday. Mind you, they got the games to actually do it, but here we are, Southern Ontario Bills fans. How are we gonna get excited for a tailgate? Raucous or refined? The time slot sucks. It should be one and four on Sunday. Let people get behind their Sundays. Now I got to twiddle my thumbs, hand on my dick in my mutandis for an extra two hours on Sunday waiting for kickoff. What is this shit, Roger? One o'clock. Okay. How could you look, no bueno. How could you look at these four games on what is the holy grail of the NFL season, divisional weekend, and have any... Also, while being red hot and up like $3,000 in the last week and a half and have anything negative to say about this amazing weekend of football we're about to see. And yes, we got the Chiefs and Bills, Bills plus two and a half on Sunday night football. Uh, It's glorious. I want to go. I'm trying to cement the weirdness, Hugh. We got some new listeners. Of course, I'm absolutely farving jacked for the best weekend of the year. What I'm saying is that's a little too much. NFL's trying a little too hard. Here's an extra game. Here's an extra this. Here's an extra that. Eventually, there's going to be pullback. Maybe it's episode 200, Hewlett. I don't know. But the mountain, the rock is slowly going up the mountain. Everybody, I'm doing a weird mountain movement on the webcam here. Let me tell you something. I've been sports gambling with Weird Mike since grade nine. Okay? And he's... It's a very, very sharp handicapper. Sometimes he's been emotional at times, and, and we've worked on that. But for the most part, his gut instinct is pretty damn good, and that's why we do this show together. However, I have never known a weirder winner in my entire life than my own friend, Weird Michael here. The guy could win 10 bucks on a, on a bet that nobody else took and buy literally three pitchers of beer at the bar because he won 10 bucks and it felt, feels good. The guy could win $1,000 at a baseball game we're at and be, but maybe it happened too fast. Maybe he was hoping for like a ninth inning home run that seals it, but instead it was nine, nothing in the third inning and the mustard ran out at the hot dog stand. And this guy wants to fucking go home in the seventh. He's up a thousand bucks. The rest of us have lost money that night. And the only winner is mad about mustard. Welcome to gambling with weird Mike. All right, now he's up 3K and divisional weekend sucks. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, bro. Hucks um, Titans are sitting there. Derrick Henry may or may not be healthy. We don't know. And he's got smoking Joe Burrow coming to town. You got a, you got a new haircut. Woo! Is it too sharp for you? What are you talking about? Either way. Je- Jeff, I'm going to put the final cherry on the winning circle here. Ahead okay. of the weird pick. I won the Survivor 3. One of 44 survivors chopping up 30K. 550 coming weird Mike's way reinvested into a playoff survivor spread. One of 300 survivors folks. If I could take it name by name down that list of 300 players, I would almost say verbatim. It is player for player, same degenerate, same amount of money, (laughs) same pool creation and style. There's a hundred left. 
30K on the line. Your boy, Weird Mike, is one of them. Big, big siesta, fiesta, if I spike that 30K. Here we go. Unless no the hot clue. dog guy runs out of mustard. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> These pretzels uh, are making me thirsty. <laughs> what, what, what do you even have in the briefcase, Cosmo? Graham crackers. <laughs> uh well, yeah, okay. If you missed it on Saturday night of the wild card weekend, the Bills put on uh, the biggest offensive onslaught of Bill Belichick's career. Seven straight drives, seven straight touchdowns. Couldn't be stopped. Second game in a row, they played the Patriots and they didn't punt. Uh, if you're a Patriots fan, get used to this. All right. This is our division for the next decade. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And just like Russia coming back through Eastern Germany, which was not a pretty scene, by the way, if you're a history buff, it was very ugly. Uh, the rage that we took for about 20 years there, it's not over, Patriots fans. So Josh and the boys are going to pour it on for years to come. Uh, not much to talk about that game. That was just domination. It's nice to see the Bills basically playing their best football right now. That um, wasn't necessarily the case last year, but now it is. Yes, very so encouraging. That's awesome. Um, the other game, you know, the game before that Bengals Raiders, you know, kind of an expected result. Totally expected. The point spread was actually close. Uh, everything right on they kicked, under spread. Like they kicked everything. the field goal instead of going for the fourth down. Also, they got down to the nitty gritty there. Their car was on what the 15 yard line, uh, with four downs. Dan Olofsky brought up a great point on Twitter. There was no need for him to spike the first down. If you're remembering the game, they got the first down. There's 30 seconds left. They got no timeouts. They go up to the line, and then they take five seconds to get everyone set and then spike it. You got four downs for your season, man. You, can, you, can, you don't need to waste one of them. And he was absolutely right because by the time he threw the interception on fourth down, there was 12 seconds left in the game. So, so, so no one's the first down there. So no one's talking about the other. Everybody's talking about the Dallas slide and that weird stuff at the end of the game. They rushed a play before the two-minute warning. It was second and 11. You rushed a play. You could have had three plays for 11 yards. Now you put so much pressure. Everybody looks up the, the butthole puckers. It was yep. a different vibe. Totally. Everybody's talking about Kellen Moore for some big job. Get the fuck out of here. This five, nine. This guy's riding on his uncle or his daddy's money or whatever the fuck his case may be. I don't want this guy running my NFL team. So I'm glad we got Sean McD. We don't have Dable anymore. Actually, you know what? Is anybody even talking Dable? Everybody's talking to everybody else. I don't think Dable's doing any interviews until oh, I see. after the playoffs. He's Good for pretty highly coveted. I think maybe actually interviewed for the Bears. The guy looks like a bear. I, <laughs> it feels like that would be pretty good. I don't want to lose him, though. And that's another reason why this is the year, folks. This you, know is the, this you know what? This is the year. If you look like a dolphin, go ahead and interview for the dolphin job. No problem. <laughs> Vrabel's a t he's literally a titan of a man. His, his chest is the equivalent of like a Dodge, the front of a Dodge Ram. Okay. That guy had the, the enormous, enormous gladiator man tits. And I've been, uh, he's the original weird Mike. And this has been cemented by that man in the arena, Tom Brady series. It's awesome. Well, he unloads on some of those early Patriots teams, like him and Vrabel doing one arm diamond pushups for like 20 beans after practice, like just pushing each other to the absolute edge. So anyway, very excited. Very excited. As far as that Cowboys game is concerned, you know, everyone calls me a Dak hater, but yes. they made that play call for a reason. 
And it's because Dak does not throw a zippy 40-yard pass. So if you got Mahomes, if you got Allen, if you got Rodgers, even if you got Brady, you're going to start throwing for the end zone twice, three times maybe with 14 seconds left. Not with Dak's arm. That, that shit's getting picked off. So for $40 million a year, you got a guy who can't make that throw. So you need to run 20 more yards up the middle and hope for one chance. I heard something, some other show talking about this. When Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, by the way, is interviewing for these other jobs, one of the first questions, hey, whose fucking call was that? The quarterback sneak? Was that Big Mike or you? Because shit, bro, you got to explain that. You know how he's going to explain it? Yeah, Dak can't make that throw. For $40 million, he can't make that throw. Oh, so everyone's so calling he... me a Dak hater. There's a reason. Oh, but, the whole thing reeks, okay? This is time. To blow it up, Jerry. Okay, you don't need to do it as long as it used to be. You gave Zeke that god awful contract. You got all these hangers on. This is brutal, brutal amateur stuff. They were down. Forget they should have never even got there. Yeah, the punt, the thing. This was twenty three seven. It was a domination. Yep. We are talking about the wrong thing. That's a great point, Mike. Kyle, keep in mind, Kyle Shanahan is the ultimate blow big leads in big games coach. He was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons in the greatest mm, comeback in history wow. almost. Uh, he was up, uh, what, what, 10 points in the fourth quarter uh, over the Chiefs and started to play extremely conservative on offense, just trying to blow the clock instead of actually make first down. This guy is literally two first downs, maybe three from two Super Bowl rings. And he almost did it again. And this is the problem when you need, when you're playing with a quarterback, and this is, you know, where my Sorry. bets went wrong this weekend. In my mind, I, the Cowboys have a slightly better quarterback. And I looked at the teams like these guys are pretty even. And the way that McCarthy had been actually going for it a lot on fourth down, even though his clock management wasn't as, it wasn't as good, obviously, throughout the season. The fact they were going for it on fourth down showed me that, that analytics was actually in his ear and he was going to need those, some of those, some of that courage uh, to beat the Niners. But nah, he like, it was like the one game where he reversed course. Remember they were going for it on fourth down a lot, like, and it was working and then it didn't work against the Broncos during the season. Well, fourth and four, uh, you know, down early in the game punt. Everyone's talking about the fake punt that they did. And then they had their own delay of game penalty because they're mental. Screw that. They should have done the fake punt before about, you know, to the possession two minutes before because you can't, they can't score anyway. And they punted. So they got the most valuable franchise in Forbes sports, the Dallas Cowboys being run by a dad chaperone who's trying to be too cool. Get this ass clown out of Jerry's world. Okay. We need a cast iron fist. We need a gunslinger. We, as if I'm a Cowboys fan. Fuck them. I'm just saying hey, what they need. It was weird for me because these are the teams that I that I've, I I consistently say all season like these these they're overachievers because of their lack of quarterback all star. Yeah, I was surprised it was your gold pick, Jeff. I really was. I know, but it was just I knew I I was talking to Palmy during the game. You know, Coach Palmy. For those of you if you're new to the yeah, show, of the show we have the show. sometimes football coach. And I told him second half, he's like, Niners look good. I'm like, they do. They really do. Especially Trent Williams at O-line. Just it honestly, it looked like 
because of how big these holes were that they were creating, you're, you're just waiting for a holding flag. You know, it's like, this has got to be holding. Holes don't get this big in the NFL, but no, that's how dominant their O-line was. And I just said, look, Tommy, this game's not over. Jimmy G is going to throw this, try to throw this game away in the third quarter. It was an early fourth quarter, but he did it. Anyway, just watch out because it happened to Derek Carr. It happened to Jimmy G. Um, it, you know, it, it happened to Dak. When you're, when you're not that all-world quarterback, these moments become a little too big for you. And Derek Carr, when that Adderall just hit him and just zapped him, Fourth down, he literally just panicked, snapped, and even with a little time left in the pocket, threw it into triple coverage to end the Raiders season and pretty much end that whole Raiders regime. As we now see Mayock's gone, it looks like the coach might be gone. Derek Carr, probably gone soon. Because if a new coach comes into the Raiders, he's not going to want Derek Carr as the quarterback for anything longer than one more prove-it year. Anyway, it got oh, to Jimmy I'm G's the game away. Dak is just Dak and not that good. I'm very curious where you stand on this Jimmy G into Lambo in the divisional. Well, it's, tough. it's tough because Chili you're winning. Bananas. You're Chili winning. Bananas. You're winning in spite of your quarterback. So the the way I like to bet, the reason I made a lot of money over the years is I generally bet with quarterback a little bit more than other people. Combine that with coach and other factors and whatnot. In this particular game, it wasn't about quarterback, and that's what I missed. And you didn't. This the Niners are just no. a bunch of bullies, as you told me last year when I picked the Patriots in that Niners game and you were all over the Niners. You're like, yo, this is men versus boys. And it was that again. So mm. I'll, I'll tell you what else it was again. And I, I pulled the trigger on that big one. Uh, after I saw what was going on in Big D, Niner gang, bang, bang, taking over North Texas. That was like a bowl game. That was. It straight was 40% it was. red. It was, oh, it was a lot of red. Oh my gosh. Not exactly close either. Like it's and loud. No, probably and, to and, Dallas. And, and you know what? And, and probably a direct were, Southwest flight there. You know, I thought it was because of LA. They were there to, the week before because they needed the game to. Anyway, bottom line yep. is uh, that Reds rolling deep, but do they roll all the way deep to the smallest and least? Could there be two farther places in the world, Silicon <laughs> Valley and Lambeau Field? I mean, God bless them both. They're both vital to America. But I mean, that's got to feel like fucking Neptune or something. So I think it's uh, that that edge it's, that was there in Jerry's world that was yep. there at SoFi. Yeah, the Niners, the, the Lambeau season ticket holders aren't giving them up on StubHub. No, this no. is this is what they do. You know, no. No. Uh, yeah, and, um, and, and they blacklist you if you do. If you do it, you're out. Yeah, huh? yeah. It's no, like it's throwing hard, shit at you. Hardcore there. Here. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's they, out of here. They turn in the neighbors. It's like the Red Scare. <laughs> I don't know what this that guy, is, but I, mean, I don't want to This guy must be it. a commie. Too many Fruit Loops in his garbage. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rams smoke the Cardinals. Kyler, I swear to God, I got a thing about Kyler. And again, I'm a big Kyler fan. So this isn't a knock on him. I really feel like he's one foot out the door towards baseball. That's just me. Oh, it's not, it's not with any inside knowledge, but big I've heard picture. these interviews after he became like, it's like once you obviously become not a bust, you can start to be a little more honest in your interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like in his right when he got drafted, he's like, no, no, I'm focusing on football. Like I love baseball, but I'm focusing on football. Well, two years later, after, you know, 
He's obviously like, you know, top half quarterbacks in the league, which kind of makes you not a bust for at least a while. He could be a little more candid. Earlier this season, when they were like 7-0, he got interviewed by ESPN before that, uh, or he interviewed by Fox before that game at Lambeau. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm still, like, basically saying, like, I'm still planning on playing baseball at some point in my career. Hopefully I can play both. I just feel like he's a bit of an individual sport athlete. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm not saying he doesn't care about his teammates or winning. But I just got a feeling about him that in like two or three years, he's going to want, want to play for the Oakland A's, and we'll see what happens. Is that the third reference to episode 200? We got ourselves. That is something else, man. Harrison Butker, where are you at, boy? It's funny. It's funny because Vegas only gives receivers oftentimes one, maybe two points of value on a point spread. I think if DeAndre Hopkins, I think DeAndre Hopkins proved his worth in these last five, six games because they're a different offense. And I thought Kyler's running would maybe be able to help. I stayed away from the from the sides last night. I was just playing bet builders because there's so much fun. But uh, I know you were on the Rams. Yeah. And big, uh, big, big time Ram. Big, yeah. big time Ram. It was very I, much. It was very much New England Buffalo. A rubber match between two unevenly matched teams. Both the second team was at home. Both the second team had just recently won. That was eerily similar. I, I A big regret of mine. You said weird winner. I didn't see the Bills Rams combo. I saw the Bills Bengals, which I had to sweat out the first leg. I didn't see the Bills Rams. Um, the Rams was a solo job. <clears throat> no lie. Was that not the longest weekend of football in your life? I That 4.30 start on Saturday, man, I was dead to rights at 11 a.m., just chomping at the bit, waiting for kickoff. I, 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 I was so disappointed in the Cowboys result. And all I needed was, all I would have needed was Jarek McKinnon to get a touchdown for about 2,400 bucks if the Cowboys had just won on the money line. And then it didn't happen. And then I had a bet builder with Jarek McKinnon all over it, and it just lost by one thing. Ooh, I, he's I, a little jackknife, eh? I need Sonny Michelle to get a touch. Or sorry, not Sonny Michelle. Cam Akers to get a touchdown last night. I would have won about five, six hundred, five hundred fifty bucks on like kind of a safer so, bettler. He had a ball that he caught that it it was like a little wing uh, wheel wheel route in his in his little basket, and if he catches it, there's no one in the way to the end zone. Forget that, Jeff. How about two of the weirdest and worst? NFL quarterback sneaks of your life from Stafford. I didn't even want him to get, and I had the Rams everywhere, and I was like, what the fuck are they doing? I had Sonny Michelle for a touchdown. You had Akers. Either way, they give it to one of those guys. They're going to get yeah. that yard. What, what are they doing? That was <clears> – <throat> he tightens up. He tightens up. He's great, and then he has, he has moments of, like, this genius yeah. blockout. We'll see, too, because it's going to – that type of stuff's going to cost them against the Bucks, like in Tampa. Um, one quick thought just on the KC game. Won't talk about it too much. KC whooped them. Big Ben's been done for over a year. It was just yeah, good for watching, game, a, watching a sad decline of a former All-Star. However, I did see one thing that I thought was noteworthy. Kansas City was up by like three touchdowns, and they were seemingly using their whole playbook. Then you think to yourself kind of simplistically, like, what's, you know, what's Andy doing? Showing all, using all of his best plays. And then I thought to myself, no, no, no. Andy's much smarter than me at this whole thing of professional football. And here's what I thought. Yes. When you've already played a team 
and their defense actually did a really good job against you, you show them a whole bunch of different shit. So he's already preparing for the Bills, right? Correct. Like this is the third quarter of the Steelers. All game. mirrors. Let's show a whole bunch more stuff. Let's show Travis Kelsey in the Wildcat throwing a slant pattern. Let's let's show a lot of different stuff so the Bills have to waste more time at practice preparing for everything. And maybe our smoke and mirrors carry a little more weight uh, as we're trying to do some misdirection to mess up the number one defense in the league, the Buffalo goddamn Bills. So I just thought that was interesting because oh. my, first, my first thought was, what's Andy doing? And I've heard that on a couple different shows since the game. And then I'm like, no, no, no. Andy knows what he's doing. This is smart football, actually. Okay, I got a, I got a quick, before I move into the picks here, Hugh, I got a, yeah, yeah, quick, let's move on. a quick word to the wise at Bill's Mafia. Okay. Kansas City is farther than it appears. I repeat, <laughs> Kansas City is farther than it appears. I don't care what the GPS says. I don't care what your ways says. It is farther. It is longer. It is more boring than you could ever imagine. There is a sign that says Denver, 396 kilometers. That is the other side of the continent. May I remind you, this is the continental shift, okay? It is far. No doubt they'll be there. You know what I love? They don't even have to go to the game. They just want to be there. So that is different mentality. But be safe. Be well. Bill's Mafia. We, we did the drive wearing blue, different yes, color blue. But um, RIP to the Montana, RIP Big Ben, and hopefully RIP to the 2021 Chiefs and Josh Allen, the Wyoming farm tank, given the center of the continent, the Dust Bowl, something to boo-hoo about. Very excited. Very excited. All right, yeah, let's move on. Uh, move on. We've got divisional weekend, four enormous games. No points. The biggest point spread on the board is five and a half. That just shows you how even a lot of these teams are. Um, again, it's six now, Jeff. It's six. It's now, up Jeff. to six again. There that's you go. Just, you know, that's quarterback. It's they, the Vegas lines up the quarterbacks a lot. <laughs> they got Aaron versus a slightly injured Jimmy G. They ain't fucking around. Uh, so we'll see. I've uh, I've lost two weeks in a row in the Niners. I'll be avoiding that game, waving the white flag on a team winning in spite of its quarterback, which is hard to do in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to do it again, but I'll stay away. I like the other games better. Uh, we're Mike, you got honors, but before we do that, let's go to our local Titans reporter, Mr. Huck daddy himself, biggest Titans fan North of the border. Uh, how are we doing? How's Mr. King Henry doing? And what's our confidence level going into this home game against Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Derrick Henry as far as I know, is healthy and good to go. They've been keeping it fairly quiet, but he's been practicing for three or four weeks now. Like, I'm pretty sure he was prepared to come back should they not have gotten the bye. So this extra week should be nothing but good for them. Um, that being said, the Bengals looked really good. They did. And they got me a little bit nervous, but King Henry. King Henry and that defensive line of monsters for Tennessee uh, going up against a bang, a slightly banged up now Cincinnati O-line. Definitely could be a story of the game. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny just because it's, you know, Cincinnati to Nashville, pretty close. 
even though they're not in the same conference, not in the same division, there might, you know, there might not be, I'm not sure if there's a closer city. Like I've, I've done that drive. I've gone through Cincinnati. This is Huck. This is when we were in Janesville and then myself and Ashton and baby fly and a bunch of the flyboard guys had to go to the world championships uh, in, in, in Louisiana. And they, they were in Louisiana and then they came up to Janesville and then I went down with them from Janesville uh, Wisconsin, all the way to Naples, Florida for the world, the world champs, world championships of flyboarding. And we, we drove through Cincy and uh, then Nashville, at least in my blurry mind, we were on edibles, I think at the time, uh, Nashville just kind of came up pretty soon after that. It's an interesting, uh, just down the highway rivalry, Cincy to Nashville. It's closer than you guys think, as opposed to weird Mike's other game, which is farther than you think. Right. <laughs> Watch out for the continental shift, folks. They'll get you. It's like the blue line. You might just trip over it. Um, oh, she's got me a couple of times. Let me tell you. So the Titans of all the futures of all the seeds of the, uh, sorry, they are the number four seed right now, according to Vegas, to win the Super Bowl. I believe it's plus five fifty for them to win. Uh, yeah, very Take interesting it. stuff. <laughs> Green Bay number one plus three fifty. Chiefs number two. Bucks number three. I think the Bills are number four. And the Titans, I think, are number five. So the Titans stuff. have beaten two of those teams ranked in front yeah. of them already this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's just Sorry, I mean, it's a sli- got to pass a slight- on that future. Got to pass on the Titans Super Bowl future. Yeah. It's just Tannehill, man. It's we'll see. We'll see. It's another thing where I mean he could play good and just good enough, but it's it's like the Niners. How good is the Titans team gonna play? I think that dictates the game. Whereas how good is Joe Burrow going to play? That kind of dictates the game for the Bengals. <clears throat> we will see. That's a tough one. Uh, oh, no, no, Jeff. No, Jeff. No? It's not. Okay. You want to go first? Why don't you go first? Let's start the re- picks off. It really isn't. You know, I kind of furrowed my brow the way it teed it up, but you came around inadvertently beautifully for the weird Mike handicap of the century. Of the century. 15 and three. Last 18, two and oh in the playoffs. Bet with the Bengals last week. Betting against the Bengals this week. Short price. The Tennessee Titans are getting a Titan smash. Ooh, their load in the jungle last week. It happened. Everybody was happy. They deserved it. They wanted it. They got it. Well, now they're getting arrested, angry, veteran, well-led, well-coached, and now suddenly healthy home team. And again, key word, short price, minus three and a half. Titan smash, folks. You said it ever so gingerly, Hugh, that the O-line of the Cincinnati Bengals are banged up. And that's their weak link. Yeah. Guess what? The T, the D line, the DT. Shout out Hernsey, the only guy to listen to this show that actually get down over center. Okay, <laughs> grown men doing things. Um, it's too much. I don't think Bengal Nation takes the short ride. Jeff, you don't know what yesterday meant. Okay, pitcher. You know, there isn't even an equivalent. There isn't. It happened. So, Titans, 
one day only. It's not the Super Bowl. It is one day. They earn the top seed. And on Saturday, with about a third of the people watching, they will defend that home turf <laughs> convincingly. Not going to quite going to nut up on an alt line. Definitely take a money line. Big smash. Titans everywhere. No props. This is, this is an organization that has something teed up. Burrow steps, or excuse me, baby steps for Burrow. Great for the kid. Get one under your belt. It's a lot harder to win a road game. Titans minus three and a half. Hottest handicapper. Talk about it. And that's the smash. And that is the smash. And, of course, with the heaviest of smashes comes a faint sprinkle. The SoFi Super Bowl stays alive. Rams plus three at the Brady-led Buccaneers. Guess what? Tommy Boy has an empty tank in Tampa. They don't beat anybody except the Eagles. There was times where they couldn't move the ball for, for over two and a half quarters. Their final touchdown was a gift muffed punt. Here comes the Cronky led D line DT theme of the week. Hashtag it, put in your soup, smoke it, roll it. D line versus O line is the weird pick theme. Miller, Donald, the gang, the hunger, the fact that they did it earlier, the fact that Tommy Boy just doesn't have it this year. Love the guy. Love the show. Plus three. Lock it up. SoFi Stadium. One step closer. And I, you know what? I'll wait for your picks to talk about that Niner game. Um, I find that to be the most interesting. Despite all the hoopla on Sunday, I really think a lot, because there's, there's more at stake for the league on the Saturday game. That's why I'm not going to put as much on it because I don't know what or if people are thinking a foot out the door, this, that, or the other. <clears throat> Sprinkle Rams plus three. Stafford gets it done. Tommy Boyd just a little short. And the heaviest smash, Titans minus three and a half. Bengals, jungle load, too much. Talk about O-line versus D-line. This All week right. it's the D-line in the divisional. DL for DL. Talk about it. All right. Fair. I figured, look, well, there's only four games. I figured we were going to be on opposite sides of the fence. I didn't know it'd be for both games, but it's the way she goes. You're the hottest handicapper I know. Uh, you, and, you and Mike. But uh, you know what? Like the I'm trap, not, eh, you? I'm pretty damn good myself. So we'll see what happens. You can go on Instagram, follow us at Hughes Talking, or you can follow at Weird Mike, and I will be posting a thing. Let, let us know on our story. Are you riding with Mike? Are you riding with Hugh on the two games that we will have different? All right. Two the Trice, here we go. Oh, wait. Oh, no, don't don't kill yet. Don't kill you yet. I have one thing to say. Weird Mike, I love you, bro. You say the words blow blew their load when you're handicapping a football game. I'd say one of every two games. And, no, and one you every always four. one uh, every four. You always say, I don't know, this team blew their load on Monday. Like they got nothing left. For a game six days later, and it just makes me think like every time you've had sex in your life, are you then saying to your lady like, hey, I blew my load. That was a nice pasta dinner I made for you on Saturday. Talk to me in two weeks. All right. <laughs> I got no energy left. Jeff, 
it's extremely flattering that you would compare my spaghetti carbonara it's very good to the <laughs> rigors of an nfl playoff victory okay the difference and the wear and tear and again not all wins are created equal yes the kansas city chiefs beating the steelers is not the same on wildcard no, weekend as the Bengals beating the raiders and look at look at all the obstacles the raiders had anyway you like the other side of it. Let's hear why. Yeah. Cue the OB Trice. Cue the OB Trice. Oh. Well done. You. All right. Real name, no gimmicks. Okay. Uh, if you have been watching football over the last 22 years, Tom Brady does pretty good on divisional weekend, especially when he is favored by a three or less. I really like it. And I'll tell you why. We're our gold pick is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three at home to the LA Rams. Tom Brady, chestnut checkers. He's already played this defense. Yes, didn't have too much success. The Rams kind of got ahead early and a bit and ran away with it a bit. I'll give him that. Um, however, he's already played this team. The crowd won't be a problem as this game is at the ship. Also, as Tom Brady gets older in his age and is, you know, the whole Tom versus time thing. Stats show that as he gets older, he does not like primetime games. Doesn't like road games as much. Well, this is a nice three o'clock Sunday banger for him at Raymond James Stadium uh, in Tampa Bay, which will be 12 o'clock for the West Coast Los Angeles team who just played at home. So that's, you know, they've been at home on the West Coast for now, I believe, three weeks. They played San Fran. So they're they're on West Coast time flying in and they'll be playing an early one for them against Tom Brady and the former champions. Now, the game we didn't even talk about, the Bucks smoked the Eagles. Smoked them. Tom didn't have his three, three, three of his four best weapons. Didn't have. Didn't matter. This is how good the guy is. It just He's seen every defense you can give him. Okay? So now you're talking about these one-on-one battles. Like, can Von Miller just beat his guy and sack him? Can Aaron Donald get up the middle? Well, they got Jensen back at center. Tristan Wirfs at left tackle looks like he's going to play. He's got a walking boot, but you know what they do. Cortisone, boom, boom, boom. How's your father? He's going to play. Looks like playoff Lenny will be back for this game as well. And uh, it's tough to beat Tom Brady twice, especially when that second time is at home. I like Tom because he's been in this situation before. This isn't even in his top 20 biggest games. This is Matt Stafford's biggest game of his life. The other thing is the Rams looked really good last week or two nights ago because they they could run it against the Cardinals. Matt Stafford only had 17 completions. They ran it down the Cardinals' throat. Guess who you can't run it against in the NFL? Teams don't even try. Jonathan Taylor didn't even try to run against the Bucs. So they're not going to be able to run against the Bucs, especially at home. So now you got Matt Stafford throwing 45 times. I'm a big Stafford guy, but those games are problems. <laughs> Cue the interceptions because he just tries to force a little bit. I know OBJ looked good last week, but is that the, is is he going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Look, this window for the Rams is 10 years. This window for the Bucs is maybe one more. And they got David back. They got White back. They look good on defense. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get it done because their leader just knows how to. And the Rams leader is trying to figure it out. But I still like them. 
Bucks win by five uh, in a great game. Call it 30-25. Weird score, but it's going to be an excellent game. All right, my silver pick, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. Hello. They just went down to plus one and a half literally in the last 10 minutes. I was going to take them at plus two and a half, but I'm an honorable man. No asterisks here with Mr. Jeffrey. So we're taking the plus one and a half, the current number. I think the Bills are going to win this game. I've been saying it since week one. But the Kansas City Chiefs, even even after amid their struggles, I told you all to ignore that. They're going to be the, one of the creams of the crop of the league. And the Bills are going to break their heart. I thought it would be in the AFC Championship game, but it's now. We've got two, def- two offenses that both look stellar. I take the Bills offense by a hair right now for sure. Take the two defenses, it's not even close right now. I'm not saying the Chiefs are brutal. They're pretty good. The Bills are the number one defense in the league for a reason. Their secondary is awesome. Two best safety com- best safety combination in the league, and that's what you need facing the Chiefs, and that's why they look so good beating the Chiefs about eight weeks ago. The Bills have been planning for this game. They're healthy, and they're playing their best football. In an, and the extra urge to win because they haven't tasted that victory yet is just going to be that extra max effort I need from every guy in that team to get it done. I don't, see, I don't see them losing on their Super Bowl quest two years in a row to the same team, especially when they just beat that team eight weeks ago. And it wasn't that close. Bills really looked good. So I'm going to take the Bills plus one and a half to win the game outright. Uh, I don't think they're going to smoke them, but let's say Bills by six uh, and the defense shuts down that last second drive and uh, cues the ticket to hopefully a home AFC championship game because my bronze pick is Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals at three at three at plus three and a half. Look, I've seen what Tannehill can do. I've seen his ceiling. I think we all have. This is it. Get to the divisional round, maybe get to the AFC championship game and then lose to a much better quarterback. They even had a 14-point lead against the Chiefs two years ago. It didn't matter. Tannehill almost gave up at the end of the third quarter in that game. He just knew. He's like, I, I'm not the guy to do this. And he kind of smiled to his teammates. So what do we got coming in? We got the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they're up and coming. And normally there's baby steps here. Okay? But let's compare this number one seed versus this whatever seed the Bengals are. Five, four, it doesn't matter. Bengals won probably the hardest division in the conference. Second, maybe the West Western division is a little harder. The Titans won the easiest, possibly the easiest division in football. Maybe NFC East can compete with that, but I'd rather face the Jaguars uh, and the Texans twice this year than the Eagles and the Giants. So let's say, for just for argument's sake, the Titans won the easiest division this year. They also lost to the Jets. They lost to the Texans. They almost lost to the Texans again. Not that close, but it could have been. Either way, this isn't some world-stomping team. However, they got the kahunas to match up and beat, somewhat luckily, the Buffalo Bills, beat the Rams, not luckily, and beat the Chiefs. So where do we put them? Are they playing their best football right now? No, not exactly. They let the Texans come back and almost win a game that would have cost them their number one seed. Um, The Bengals, when's the last time you saw them play a bad game? And how many of their wins have been lucky? None. 
They smoked the Ravens twice. They smoked the Steelers twice. They The last loss they had was to the Browns, but they didn't even play anybody. In the last eight games that they've tried to win, they really looked good doing it. Um, I, I got Joe Burrow to just not need baby steps because that LSU championship was basically a modern-day college Super Bowl. And they had so much attention on them that this divisional round game in Nashville, I'd say is the fourth biggest game of his career. And the, t- the first three were in college. So I just don't think he's this is too big for his shorts. I don't think the Titans secondary scares him. And if they can just control that defensive line of the Titans, I see the Bengals at least keeping this game within three and a half and possibly winning outright, which would po- lead to, if my predictions are right, the AFC Championship game in Buffalo, Bills-Bengals. We'll see. Those are my picks. The only underdog that I have is the uh, Bengals plus three and a half. And then I got the Bills. Oh, sorry. Another dog plus one and a half. And then the Bucks to do business like Tom does business at home in the divisional round. You! All right. Rebuttal. You. You. Mm. You said something interesting about Tom. Maybe his 20th most important game ever, whereas it's clearly... Matt Stafford's biggest game ever. Yes. How you see that as an advantage to Tom, I don't see it. This is the core difference. That's fair. Okay. And then I, there's no right or there's no right or wrong here, guys. You could side with Tom, you could side with Hugh, me, them, whatever. I see the urge in them. And then in the Buffalo game, the Buffalo want sort of that 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 will to win, if you will, having not done it. I think that's quelled by Kansas City's loss last year. They have been humbled. They don't want to be the next Seahawks. They know if they don't get back now that, you know, these wagon wheels fall off real quick, right? Not, not a lot of teams lose the Super Bowl and get back. In fact, it's very little. It's very little, very remarkable. Tom's... They seem to be <clears throat> going to have to make another one sort of etching their way. Obviously, on Bills, die hard, want it, need it. Um, total, total far away game for me. I'm not saying it's an easy game. The Kansas City is really good. Andy Reid's a great coach. So, you know, there's four games this weekend. I got to pick three of them. Yeah, yeah. Bills but, on every parlay, but won't be nothing up. No, I'm not nothing up on a straight bet on the Bills. I'll be playing no. props on that game a lot because no one can cover digs. Dawson Knox is going to be a problem for them as well. What about the over in that game, Hugh? It's at 55. 54 and a half. That's a big number, but these teams are just scoring touchdowns. I don't see a lot of field goals. We'll see. It's a big number. Uh, fuck. And, uh, I, don't, I don't like going over on big numbers usually, unless it's and, college and they've just totally read the game wrong. And uh, one more uh, rebuttal there on the, on the Bengals. You know, obviously, I'm a Titan smash, not yep. up, super hot, XYZ, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's not just Burrow. The Bengals are young. They all blew their lot. If it was just one guy, you know what? They all didn't win the national championship, Jeff. They yeah. were all doing the Dougie and smoking cigars on Saturday after the game, though. Hey, and I don't hate. That's your business. That's cool, man. You did something that literally nobody's done an entire generation. But just to say that it's all about the Bengal at Burrow, it's really not. It's, that is know, classic where Joe is not enough 
it's more about the Titans, to be honest. And really? I'm going to go back to a game about a month ago uh, that we talked about on this show. And it was kind of the prove it game for me, for the Titans. And they didn't pass the old Jeff test. They went into Pittsburgh to play a horrible Pittsburgh team that we've just watched be horrible. Like they're not good, on, especially on offense. And they lost. And if you're going to be a Super Bowl team coming out of the AFC that's this stacked, I think you got to win that Pittsburgh game. Uh, that was like that. That was what Hawk, you watched that game. Like, did you come out of that game being like, ah, oh, we, we still got this ring? I don't know. That was it for me. Was Derrick Henry playing? No, good question. That's there a great question go. from our producer. I, I, I don't <laughs> even, I don't even really think it's about him, Huck. Obviously, he helps his morale, what he's capable of, but I don't think they're going to run the ball 30 times. I think they have a sorry with him. Sorry, they might run the ball 30 times. This is everything. Uh, Hewlett. Yo. You, I was going to propose a bet, Huckster. Does, does he want to take us on? 20 bucks each. He's got the Bengals plus three and a half. I'll, both I'll, of us. I'll make that bet with both of you. All right. Lock yeah, it up. Sold. Joe Burrow and the hook. 20 beans, 20 beans. Let's go. Joe uh, Burrow and the hook. Okay. We got uh, just quickly. Uh, if you, you know, if you're not involved yet, still can be. We're doing a playoff contest with Storyteller Beverages. That's a delicious beer. Red and blue tall boy. Uh, they also make Bees Knees. Beautiful cocktail. Had it at Benny D's wedding. Had a shit is that, ton of is them. That, is, that shit. is that them? It's the same company, yeah. Wow. What a delicious yeah. cocktail. So our weekly I winners, no I think, our weekly winners actually might be getting some Bees Knees. Uh, so if you're a weekly winner, you're going to get some booze and like a hat and a shirt from, from Storyteller. Our weekly winner, Edgewood31, is actually uh, a boyfriend with uh, the little sister of our SWS family, Whitney Newlands. Uh, congrats to that guy. He emailed me today. We got his address, and Storyteller will be sending him stuff soon. However, that's just the weekly prize. If you're new to the show, folks, you are going to win free beer for a year. Basically, a one case of tall boy Storyteller beverages for every month of the year. So 12 cases you're gonna get them all at once if you live in the gta you're gonna have to go pick them up uh and then you know take a picture sitting on that throne of beers in your garage tag hughes talking tag storyteller beer and congratulate yourself on picking some damn good playoff football uh just check out our social media at hughes talking all the infos there go to officefootballpools.com make an account and then the login id and pool id and you and password uh, are in our Hughes Talking accounts on Instagram. Uh, also, we're on TikTok at Hughes Talking. Check that out as well. Okay, one more game, Mike. Niners, Packers. Neither of us took it. Mm. Why? Do you want to? You want to really why? Yeah, I know why I didn't. Because uh, it's too much six. It's too cold. Uh, they might shell up. And it's just too much to take it as a number. Without a doubt, I think Aaron wins this game. I really, really do. Because we've seen many a beating. His kryptonite is San Fran in San Fran, but he's never had him. The shoe is finally on the other foot. The fever pitch is real. The vaccine, the publicity, the media beef. He gets his shot at redemption in the NFC title game. The six, and it, it might even go higher. If it goes to six and a half, seven, some Niners are questionable. 
Y'all talk about Darius Leonard, Indianapolis Colt linebacker, game changer, worth a point or two. Warner's well, okay, by the way. He's going to play. Is Warner going to play? Warner's going to play. Ladies Put it out gentlemen, Fred Warner, the ninth best player in the NFL right now, folks. You don't know this, but he is. He's got like 300 tackles. It's crazy. <laughs> this guy's out of control. Anyway, he's like Patrick Willis. The Niners always have that guy. Yep. And there's a little too much Jimmy G hate. You know, he threw the pick. He had the penalty, this, that, and the other. We all know what he's capable. He missed a big throw. Nobody talks about well, that. Well, if, if he threw 40 times and then he throws one pick, it's like, okay, that's fine. But they only make him throw about 22 times a game. So just don't fuck it up, you know? <laughs> not like I, I was listening to the NFL Films guy talk about it. He's like, look, they're just they're not giving Jimmy too hard of a, of a project here. The teacher's been like, okay. This guy's going to be wide open because we're geniuses. Gotta give Kyle Shanahan. That was a great game plan against Dallas. Now, here's the thing, too. Oh, a little tidbit. Uh, I talked about this before the show. Not a reason I'm not betting on the game, but just kind of a fun thing in case you're not aware well, of this. I, I, I'm betting the fuck out of the game just, for, just okay. for the record. Okay. I'll be playing bet builders and props fucking with the lights out, but I've picked against the Niners too many times in the last few weeks. So there's a red flag up there. Actually, want to take the Niners if I was going to pick, you know, one of the uh, one of the teams, one of the sides. I'd probably lean Niners with a six gun to my head. Yes, too. But now it's like I'm just going against the team that's been screwing me. It's just a little too much personal bias there. That's kind of ruining my handicapping of the game. I think throw in that the Packers kryptonite has been this running attack of uh, of the Niners, and then Nick Bosa might be hurt, might be not. I'm staying away. For the most part, I'll be playing a fuck ton of bet builders and shit like that. Oh, a little tidbit, though. The, the 49ers inquired around draft time uh, and called the Packers with a legitimate offer for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron caught wind of this and wanted to go. And Lafleur, keep in mind, he came from the Niners coaching staff. He was the defensive coordinator for the Niners Super Bowl run. Uh, <laughs> or at least the year before. They were friends. Good friends, LaFleur, Shanahan. Once this phone call and this actual offer went down that caused such an uproar with Aaron actually calling the Packers management being like, trade me, I want to go. Like, I'm not going to come back to the team. When they had like kind of a friend get together or whatever, uh, LaFleur, Shanahan, just all the old San Fran coaches, LaFleur wouldn't talk to Kyle. No shit. Not happy. They're still not talking. So it's very interesting that this is the matchup. This is a legacy game for Rodgers. Lose and forever tarnished. Top seed at home off a team that probably shouldn't be there. Really tried yeah. not to be there. Yeah. So, but but at the same time, extremely dangerous and can't be ignored. No. Um, legacy game for Rodgers. Also, Everybody wants Rogers, Brady, Rogers, Rams, Rogers, anybody, big ratings. You got Roger yep. in Rogers corner. You understand? You got Roger G in a Rogers corner. It's a little weird Mike jumble jam, but it's real. And you're probably about to see it uh, this weekend. I hope look who's talking is a part of that. Uh, winning you some money, making you laugh. A lot of new viewers with the contest. Extremely excited. New haircut. I know you can't see it, but uh, yeah, you'll see it this week, guys. If you follow at Weird Mike, the company's stepsister account, step step sibling. <laughs> I don't want to label. 
No gender specific. Uh, I don't know about you, Huck, but the weird Mike jumble jam sounds like a party at Weird Mike's house where you have to bring your own puzzle or board game. <laughs> it's a weird Mike jumble jam. Um, put it this way: if the Bucks win, it doesn't matter who wins the other NFC game. I'll be taking the Bucks. They'll be an underdog going into Lambeau, and they'll be a favorite if the Niners have to come down to the ship. And again, that's if the Bucks beat the Rams. But I did call that in my truth of the week in late November. I said I could see it all happening. The same thing that happened last year. Everyone starts blowing Aaron Rodgers, MVP, blah, blah, blah. He starts writing his MVP speech, and then the Bucks are going to be three-and-a-half-point underdogs going into Lambeau, and they're going to win outright because that's what Tom does. That's why he's the guy I want to be in the foxhole with. And Aaron Rodgers, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. Save some of episode 118 for 118, bro. Hold on, no, no, no. Here's the thing <laughs> with the Niner game. And this is why I don't want to pick the game, even though I think Aaron's going to win. If they start losing to the Niners, I don't think it's going to be Aaron's fault. Like, I don't think Aaron's going to throw. Correct. Correct. Like, I don't think Aaron's going to throw a pick six. I don't think he's going to have a terrible game. But let's say he doesn't have his a rock star game, but he's having a pretty good game. But the Niners are just running through the Packers. He's going to have that weird son of melancholy look that he has on his face in all of these playoff games that he's lost. Keep in mind, he's only been to one Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs a whole bunch of times because when his team starts losing and it's not his fault, he's not the guy who starts fucking going up the sidelines being like, all right, we fucking got this. Don't worry. Get on my back. He just is that California cool. He looks in the sideline. He talks to like his one buddy and he's like, I don't know, not my fault, you know? And that's just what I see happening. I'm not sure if it's, if the Niners have enough juice to do it to him, but uh, as I'm staying the far away, the Niners uh, fucking won the Cotton Bowl this weekend, man. They're 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 they didn't quite blow their load, you know. Sorry to mention it again, but it's the ninth load that's been blown on this episode. Uh, I think <laughs> I think you need no some time, but some bag time. Uh, all right, we'll see if Kyler goes back to baseball. Probably won't be this year. Big shout out to our friends at Bet Openly. It's the sweetest place to get value on spreads, money lines, and even three game parlays because you're betting against other people in the world. It's like playing Madden against the computer or playing Madden against somebody else. Just feels a little better to beat that person. Plus, uh, people get greedy, try to squeeze the lines de- down back and forth. So check it out, betopenly.com. Uh, it's fucking awesome. And the boys are big Niners fans. Uh, Gino is so drunk. He actually, he's gotten pretty big now. Somebody spotted him at the game. I was like, bet openly, like cry Story. face, cry face, because he had his shirt off, just fucking losing his mind in like the 20th row at the Jerry Dome. Anyway, big shout out to our boy, Gino. Uh, my futures, my, my Super Bowl futures are still looking pretty good. Hope yours are too. I got the Bills and Bengals in the AFC and the Bucks and Rams in the NFC. So uh, there's a half decent chance that I'll have at least one team in the uh, championship games. Hope your futures are doing pretty well as well. Uh, we told you to take Josh Allen and Tom Brady as Super Bowl MVPs if you like the Bucs and Bills to get there because you get them at plus 1,000 instead of plus 800. Anyway, I did it. Hope you did too. Uh, last thoughts. What weird Mike as we close this out? I am uh, conjuring up a way this Saturday. Baby cat getting baptized 4 p.m. Saturday. How am I going to watch this Titans game, Huck? With everybody watching me. Watch this blame what? a pandemic and do a do a do-it-yourself baptism. Get get some holy hey, water, hey, get it blessed online, dump it big, on her head, lift her up like Simba. 
Yes, if, it was up, if it was up to me, I would dunk her in the snow at halftime. Yeah. But, you know, I'm Italian. You got to go the full way. So I'm going to charge the phone. Daz and mobile. Titan smash. Biggest bet of the year. Talk about it. 117. Uno, uno, siete. You got a lot of you got a lot of flack when all of our social media accounts shared your uh, whatever sports you were watching, live betting during maybe not the actual birth, but like the the convulsions of of uh, baby that's, cat being born. But did get a lot game. of did get a lot of action. Playoffs. If you if you have mid baptism live betting, uh, that well, I, that that's good for our social media. I like that. Imagine I dropped the phone in the in the bowl <laughs> of water. <laughs> King Henry rips one sixty plus to the yard. You make make a huge fucking prop bet and then just dip it in holy water for good luck. <laughs> hey, so, you know, good um, good phones are waterproof now. You can get away with that. Plus, it's it holy water. If it wasn't a pandemic, you'd be coming, Huxer. Okay, you're lucky. Hey, if that's it, you're the hottest handicapper I know, bro. If that's where you're watching, maybe I'll see you in pub. B. All right. <laughs> Bless baby cat and catch the third quarter with weird Mike and the priest. Uh, quick truth of the week for you. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. This one's going to be about one minute, folks. But as I've been watching, uh, as I watched the Dallas Cowboys just tick their life away, and as I've watched, you know, years of football, just a quick question that I want you to ponder How good would professional football be? If no matter what, no matter what play happens, whether it's out of bounds or incomplete, that the clock stops for everything in the last two minutes. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that make a little bit more of winning a pro football game, a little bit less of draining the clock, and a little bit more about good football, whether you're on defense or offense? Just a thought, a little rule change. Uh, You know, sometimes I love it. Sometimes I hate it. It just kind of depends on what side you're on betting. Sometimes you're just watching that clock tick down. Sometimes you're just praying that some sort of magical extra second can happen. But then I ask myself, I'm like, why is this such a big part of the game? You know, whether they need to, whether they, like if you complete a pass and you get out of bounds or if you don't get out of bounds. I know that matters more for clock stoppages throughout the rest of the game. But in the last two minutes, I feel like it takes away from the purity of the football because you got, San Francisco or, or whatever team is trying to just, you know, get the game to end lines up all their secondary in on the sidelines. It just makes for kind of like a, almost like a baseball shifty type thing. And I just don't think, I think the purity of football gets lost a little bit. And I'd love to see a stop clock in the last two minutes, especially at playoff games. Any thoughts, Mike? Yeah. I uh, changed my bet of the season that the truth of the week would be longer than one minute. Give me $8 million right now. Okay. Hucksters, send the check, call the band, call Ed McMahon, Publishers Clearinghouse, Weird Mike's cash. Hey. The, clock, the clock should be stopped. At follow the, hand, follow the hottest handicapper in the goddamn world right now, Mr. Weird Mike, spelled at weird, M-I-C. Check out Huck Media for any and all media needs and check out our contest for Storyteller Beverages. Check out our social media at Who's Talking. Thanks for listening. You guys are awesome and you are the driving force behind every episode we've ever done, including episode 118 next week. We'll be talking about Bill's Bengals. See you soon. Circle the wagons. Bill and